so it is you. And you, Judah Maccabi. Maccabi the Hammer. Even you call me that. I have more reason than any other, I think. You've defeated me in too many battles. You and your ragtag army of underfed Jews. Fat men don't fight well. You have caused us some consternation, Judah. Can't we avoid this battle? I think we can't. Too much blood already, Judah. You have your religious freedoms now, you Jews. What more do you want? Without political freedom, friend, tell me how long our religious freedom will be safe. How did it come to this? To war. A little matter of an altar to Zeus, built in our temple? Gods are gods. Surely it doesn't make so much difference. To you it doesn't. And that's why you will lose. What is it this god of yours has that our gods do not? He lives. We'll give you free access to the temple. We'll take it as our right. No man gives us our temple. We give our temple to God. And then you will be king. I? Not I. Israel has no king but God. Oh, well, whatever you call it. High priest, then. You will rule. You can't fool me. I know what you're fighting for. Do you? Can a Greek from Syria understand a Jew who fights in the shadow of Jerusalem? Greeks will never understand Jews. If you had understood us, there would never have been a war between us. We aren't political people. We're content to live under governments and kings as long as our religion is left alone. But your king, Antiochus, sacrifices pigs in our temple and commanded our priests to offer sacrifice to Zeus. My father was a priest. My father, Mattathias, he was told to sacrifice to Zeus. You will sacrifice on this altar to Zeus under penalty of death, Mattathias. This altar is consecrated to the Most High God. I will not do it. Then you have chosen to die. And as for this village, unless there is a Jew who will sacrifice, the whole village will be put to the sword. My troops will see to that. I, I, I offer to sacrifice. Are you from this village? But he, he, he isn't even a priest. If he sacrifices to Zeus, then he's your priest from now on. Come on, man, up to the altar. What, what are the words I say? I'll tell you the words. Friend. Oh, so that you, priest, wants to save his life after all. All right, old man, you tell him the words. Here are the words. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Oh, what? He, he has a sword. No! What? He killed him. What? You're committing suicide by this. I'll be back with an army to destroy you. You think that because you can resist five men, you can resist the might of King Antiochus, but you cannot! Greeks die like other men, one at a time. When you meet God, ask him what he thinks of the way you die. Are you threatening me? Are you... People of the village of Modian, you have seen my actions this day. Now you must decide. Are you joining me to fight for God, or will you abandon God to save your own lives? Who is for the Lord? Follow me! 
I'm with you. So am I. I'm with the Even if we all die. Well, soldiers, you've heard them. Will you fight all of us? We'll be back, you understand? I'm sure of it. And we won't be just five men on horseback. That's all right. By then, we won't just be a group of villagers. You think you frighten us? You'll never make an army out of Jews. Jews don't know how to fight. We'll see how quickly Jews can learn. And so my father fled to the hills and gathered an army and turned the Jews into a nation of soldiers. Well, I don't think there's a Greek alive who doesn't know that Jews can fight. But we'll beat you today. Is that what you came to tell me? I came to offer peace. We accept. You accept? Yes, if Greek soldiers leave Jerusalem immediately by the north road to Hebron, you may even keep your weapons. Then we will have peace. Oh, but we can't do that. Then you will die. Or you will. As God wills. As the gods decide. So on that morning near the beginning of winter, the Jewish army under Judah Maccabee, Judah the Hammer, met with an army from the Greek Seleucid Empire, met in blood and terror on a battlefield called Mosfa, within sight of Jerusalem. And when the battle ended, the remaining Greeks were sullenly trapped within the fortress of Acre. Judah Maccabee led the Jews and their return to the holy city in the month of Kislev, 164 years before the birth of Jesus. The temple was hallowed again after years of desecration, and Jews all over the world have remembered that day every year with a feast of lights called Hanukkah. But the Jews were not united even then, and the Seleucid Empire was not wholly defeated. It took years of war, and Judah died, and then his brother Jonathan, and then their third brother Simon. It was only when Simon's son, John Hyrcanos, ascended to the throne that the independence of the kingdom of Judea was assured. And even then, there was not peace. This man is dangerous. If you don't see that, Your Majesty, you are in grave danger. I am not dangerous. I am just one man. It is the God of Israel who is dangerous. Disloyal! He has no idea of God, only of ancient tradition. John Hyrcanos, the Lord gave the victory to your family for the sake of the holy city of Jerusalem and the freedom of the Lord's chosen people. But now you go out and conquer the world. The king is only raising Judea to its old glory, as in the days of Solomon. The glory of Israel is worshipping the Lord. According to your old silly traditions. According to the tradition handed down from Moses to the present day. You bind the people around with laws. You compel the people to live like slaves to God instead of free men. Compel the people. The people willingly live the law while you... Enough. You, Pharisee. Yes, John Hyrcanos? Do you deny that Israel is greater under me than ever in a thousand years? Under you, Israel is larger. But Israel is only great when Israel is under God. Then you Pharisees lack vision. We Pharisees see very clearly. We see that John Hyrcanos has forgotten that his father and grandfather were great priests who obeyed the law. We see that John Hyrcanos wants to be a Greek king instead of a king of the Jews. You are ungrateful! 
The family of Mattathias gave you freedom. As for you, Sadducee, I need no lesson in gratitude from you. The Lord God of Israel gave me life and freedom. It is you who wants to forget his law. Enough! Never enough until you cease these endless wars and rule Judea righteously. Talk all you like, Pharisee, but remember, I will not always be patient with you. And John Hyrcanos' wars of conquest continued. One of his victories was in the land of Idumea, anciently called Edom. And in Idumea, Hyrcanos did a thing that no Jewish ruler had ever done before or has ever done since. Well, Pharisee, you'll have no cause to doubt my piety now. Now? What have you done? I have converted Idumea. You mean conquered? I mean converted. Thousands of new worshippers to the God of Israel. Worshippers? The Jews are coming. Quick, hide. By order of Prince John Hyrcanos of Judea, all those who do not worship the Lord God of Israel will be put to death. You must bring to sacrifice the first of your flocks, unblemished lambs. And if you have no flocks, you must buy an animal to sacrifice. Why are they making a sacrifice to this strange god? The Greek king forced his religion on others, and now the Jews think that that's the way the kings must always behave. And among the Idumeans was a child named Antipater. Today the Jews rule us, but someday I will rule the Jews. Don't talk that way, Antipater. If they heard you, they would kill you. Oh, they have nothing to fear from me, but someday I will rule them. Over the years, the descendants of Mattathias became more and more corrupt. Aristobulus won the throne by murdering his mother and his older brother and bathed Judea in blood. His brother, Alexander, only looked good by contrast. It was a miserable time, and the kings of Judea would not stop waging war against their enemies until there was not a nation or kingdom that did not hate and fear the Jews. And in the cruelty and warfare, thousands of Jews, especially Pharisees, fled Judea and lived in other places. Soon, one out of every five citizens of Alexandria in Egypt was a Jew, and there was not a community of any size in the eastern Mediterranean that did not have its synagogue and its Jews. And wherever the Jews went, the law went also. And gradually, the rulers of many countries began to notice this people who believed in a God who said, Thou shalt have no other God before me. The only bright spot in all of this was a queen named Salome Alexandra. For nine years, she ruled the kingdom in peace. She also made peace with the Pharisees and at last put them in control of the religious life of the people. You are blessed above all women, Salome. Blessed? I'm dying. Death comes to us all. But you, Salome, restored the worship of the Lord to Judea. Did I? And brought us peace. It won't last, my good friend, my good priest. It won't? Look to my sons. Hyrcanus is the eldest. He should be king. But Aristobulus is better liked by the people and better fitted to rule well. If only you had had but one son. Let me make a little prophecy. You? I, I know it isn't according to proper form, but then I don't claim any special inspiration either. I just look with my eyes, and this is what I see. 
Hyrcanus and Aristobulus will be the end of the Hasmoneans. They'll squabble and squabble, but in the end, both of them will lose. Do you mean, do you mean that at last the Messiah will come? The Messiah will come in the Lord's due time. No, I look farther west than the sea. The Romans will come. The Romans? We fought off the Greeks. We can fight off the Romans. The Romans will be invited in. Watch, it will happen. And the freedom that Judah Maccabi won will be lost again. And a stranger will walk in the temple. Never. Watch, my friend. It will happen. Watch. Arms! Arms! I'm blind! I'm blind! Any idiot could see that you're blind out of my way. Come now, Hercanos. Is that any way for you to treat a blind man? Why should I pay him for being blind? Did I put out his eyes? And that, Hercanos, is why you are the elder brother and yet you are not king. That again. Well, what could I do? The people supported my vile little brother. He flatters them, you know. Well, perhaps if you flattered them too, then... You're an Idumean. You'll never understand Jews, Antipater. But I'm a Jew, too. Only because my grandfather conquered you. Of course, it doesn't seem to have done you any harm, Antipater. You're as rich as the legendary king of Lydia. What was his name? Croesus. Rich as him. Well, not so very rich as that, Arcanus. No, I'm rich, too, you know. Rich and strong and young, and you ought to be king. I abdicated. Leave me alone. But you'd like to be king. Do you have to talk about such things right out in the marketplace? Well, would you rather talk at home where the servants are all listening? No one pays attention in the market. They just want to sell you something. Fresh fish! Do you want fresh fish? That fish smells like it's six months out of water and sick to It boot. is not. It was caught just yesterday and brought here on a cart by my grown father. All liars never believe a merchant. Oh, you have such a delicious way of making friends with everyone. Everyone, Hercanos. Do I? Oh, I see. You're being ironic. Well, I know some friends that you could have for the asking. Who? The Romans. The Romans? What do they care about a miserable little landlocked country on the edge of the Arabian desert? Well, they care, I think. And General Pompey is only a few hundred miles away. Bring a Roman army into Judea? Oh, they'll be here sooner or later. They mean to conquer the world, you know. And if Greece and Carthage couldn't stop them, who will? But invite them in? If you invite them in, they'll confirm you as an allied king, not a subject. You'll pay tribute to Rome, but you'll be the lawmaker in Judea. And your people will still be free to worship. No, no, no. And I'll still be king? It's the only way you will be king. You're a terrible general, and you could never raise an army of Jews. Ungrateful people, throwing me out of office. I'll go to Pompey for you if you like. Go ahead. Alms, I was born a cripple, alms. Out of my way, beggar. Here, man, I know you're suffering. Thank you, Auntie Potter. Thank you, Auntie Potter. Watch yourself, man, or I'll think you're trying to become popular yourself. What? Does an Idumean have a dream of ruling Judea? I am your truest friend, Hyrcanos. Oh, I have no doubt of it, Antipater, but only because you're my only friend. I am a beggar, too, a beggar among nations. Go, 
ask Rome to throw a crumb to me. I was born crippled by having a younger brother more popular than me, and I have been blind to politics from birth. Arms, arms for the poor. Oh, quiet, Arcanos, or you'll have the people throwing money at you. Maybe that's the way to become popular. <laughs> This way. Come on. Keep up. Oh, they have no mercy for old men. Come along, son. The general is a busy man. I hope you won't waste his time. Oh, I, of course, am a man of leisure. And I took this many hundred-mile trip for the sheer joy of an insolent Jew. There, you see, son, we have all the bad aspects of being Jews general, and none of the, the good. Here to see. Very well. But you'll see how it all turns out. By the end of all of this, neither Jew nor Roman will take on to Potter lightly. Or Anta Potter's son. Come along now. General Pompey will see you. Thank you kindly, gentle friend. Watch your mouth. These Romans, they act as if they ruled the world already. General Pompey? And you're the emissary of uh, Hyrcanus, am I right? I am his friend. I wish I had more such friends to travel hundreds of miles on useless errands for me. Useless? I've already had a discussion with representatives of the other man, the king, uh, what's his name? Uh, Aristobulus. Yes. Quite satisfied that Aristobulus is very popular, a good man and a good king. I see no reason to oppose him. I'm here on Rome's business with Pontus. Not to try to conquer some petty kingdom no one's ever heard of. Oh, indeed. No one hopes for conquest. No one ever does. But you're quite correct. Arcanus is my friend, but I know perfectly well that he's vain and weak and unpopular. Not at all a good king. Aristobulus is much the better choice for Judea. Then why, sir, are you here? Because Aristobulus is not the better choice for Rome. I have no need to be lectured on Rome's best interests. Ask the Greeks here. Ask them what it's like to fight against Jews when they are led by a commander they love. A commander who is brilliant. A commander they gladly die for. Aristobulus? Give him time, and he'd have the Jews ready for war. Against Rome? Oh, Rome would win. But it would cost you thousands of men, and time, and money. And it would destroy Judea. And if we can avoid it, why not? I don't like traitors. Neither do I. But I'm not a Judean. What are you? An Idumean. But I'd rather be a Roman. So would everyone else right now. And what would I benefit if I support Hucanus? He'll always need the help of Rome. Therefore, he'll always listen to Rome's suggestions. You win a permanent ally at the southeast corner of the Middle Sea. And if the Jews should ever decide to throw off the Roman rule, why... Well, whom would you rather fight? Aristobulus or Hucanus? What do you gain... Your silly little kingdom's freedom? Forget it. Gain? There's... There is much future ahead, sir. Who knows what I might gain? Who's this young man with you, Antipater? My son, sir. He is silent. No, but he is learning. He will not learn by talking, only by listening. And what have you learned today, young man? He does not know yet, General. But he will remember this day and other days. And when he has need, he'll find a lesson from them all. Yes, he'll learn lessons. And what's his name? Herod. My son is named Herod. Rome intervened on the side of Hyrcanos, 
And just as Antip Potter had foreseen, there was war between the two brothers who wanted to be king. And who won? Rome. For at the end of the wars, both Aristobulus and Hyrcanus were dead, and Rome had decided the Jews were troublesome and needed to be brought more directly under Roman power. By this time, even Antipater had died, and suddenly the Jews found that they had lost the religious and political freedom that they had fought for under Judah Maccabi. Stop! Stop! Who is it who is commanding a general of Rome to stop? You may not enter the temple. God forbids the Gentiles to enter. Gentile? Is that what you call me? This is holy ground. And no less holy for the touch of my feet. What are you hiding in there? We hide nothing. It is the house of God. What a poor God you have that he dwells in only one house. Well, I want a word with him. Stop. You can't. You can't. Hold him there. God will strike you down. God will slay you, Gentile. God forbid the Gentile to enter. Well, God of the Jews, here I am. <laughs> what? What? Not struck dead. It seems that even you respect the power of Rome. I'll tell you what, God of the Jews, who has no name, I'll make you a bargain. You leave Rome alone, and Rome will leave you alone. We won't loot your little temple here. We won't make your people sacrifice to our gods. We'll leave you safe here in this miserable, filthy land. And in exchange, just, just mind your own business, God of the Jews. Just mind your own business and leave Rome alone. Counsel your people. Tell them to be good. Obey us. They'll be safer now. Uh, oh, and by the way, you should be happy about this. We've got rid of those miserable puppets that passed for kings here, both Hyrcanus and uh, Aristobulus. And guess whom we're putting in their place? <laughs> you know everything they say. You should be able to guess. <laughs> Listen, Jews, your God and I have had a few words. A bit one-sided, but an interesting conversation nevertheless. Your God isn't going to be striking any Romans dead. He tells you in no uncertain terms, obey Rome. Obey Rome or regret it. You have desecrated the Holy of Holies. You hope to rule the world, Pompey, but God will destroy you and give the empire to another. Silence! Should we kill him? Let him live. I have no fear of his prophecies. His God and I have already had a discussion. He's just angry because he was left out of it. Come on, men. Let's go. In line. March. Soon enough, Pompey paid for his sacrilege. He was murdered in Egypt, and Julius Caesar became the ruler of Rome. And when Caesar was murdered in his own turn, and Antipater had been killed, the Romans decided to send a procurator to Judea to rule there, with Roman legions at his command to keep Judea under control. I thought I told you we wanted cheering crowds to greet Herod when he came. I did my best. I gave you seven talents of silver that should have bought 
10000 It buys a good deal less. I have money left over. There are too many Jews who can't be bought. Money left over? In all my years, I've never known a man to admit there was money left over. I'm an honest man, sir. You'll find a crowd waiting inside the city. It was the best I could do. Where are you going? Aren't you going to join the crowd to cheer for Herod's coming? You don't have enough gold to get me to do that. Come back here. Come back. Never mind. Your Excellency, I, uh, Herod, I, I didn't know you You were... didn't know I was listening, I know. Uh, it's really quite traditional to arrange for... To bribe uh, a crowd. But the Jews are stubborn. I could have told you that. Your money would have been better spent elsewhere. Stubborn they are. And how do you propose to rule them, Your Excellency? Rule them? I will give them what they want. I will give them a temple. I will give them unity. I will give them the respect of nations. I will give them peace. I doubt they'll thank you. Thank me? Don't you realize what these Jews believe? <laughs> believe? <laughs> there are too many beliefs in the world. I, I can't keep track of them all. They believe in a messiah who will come and build a great temple and give them peace. And all nations will honor Judea. <laughs> I see. And, and you'll be this messiah? I am their messiah. I am their deliverer. You're not even a Jew. I am a Jew. By the sword of John Hyrcanus that forced my father to convert, I am a Jew. And they can stop looking for a messiah now. With me here, they have all the messiah they'll ever need. I need no cheering crowds today. In five years, they'll love me. Love you, poor man. Only a fool wishes for his people's love. Fear. That's the best any king can hope for. Fear. Father, aren't you going to come out and look at our new Roman procurator? No, I'm not. But, Father, you might never get another chance to see him. I hope I never do. There's talk that Herod might be the Messiah. And there was talk that Judah Maccabi might be the Messiah, too. And Aristobulus. And there are Messiahs wherever you look. But I'll know the Messiah when he comes. How? Because he won't come with a foreign army to subjugate the Jews. He'll come with an army from heaven and conquer all the world. Are you sure? What other service could the Messiah perform that would be of any good to us? Herod's going to build a new temple. God will never dwell there. We wait for the Messiah. Herod, Herod is nothing. What was that? What was what? That sound. It's the people cheering at the circus. Circus? I thought it was a thousand men going into battle. More likely a dozen poor souls fighting for the entertainment of the multitudes. Oh, a Roman thing then. The Greeks play their game shamefully naked, but the Romans murder in their sport. Watch out, Zacharias. We'll be trampled. Just step to the side. The animals will pass. Are there no manners in Jerusalem? Call back to Galilee if you don't like the city crowds. How did he know I was from Galilee? If your clothes didn't give you away, Eli, your accent would. Accent? There's nothing wrong with the way I talk. A speech suitable for shepherds. It's noticeable in Jerusalem. Mm, once a great city. 
How thou art fallen, O Jerusalem. Oh, you're only saying that to annoy me because I'm a priest. Well, perhaps I am blind to the virtues of the city because I'm a poor man from Galilee. Cousin, you can't draw me into an argument. <laughs> what, no quarrels? You live among the Sadducees. I thought argument would be a habit for you now. <laughs> Pharisees, Sadducees, what difference do they make? The Pharisees live within the confines of their infinite laws. The Sadducees settle down at night with their money and wish they could be Greeks. I'm tired of them all. Mm, you really are getting old. I've been reading the prophecies. Next thing you'll tell me is that you've given up the temple for the synagogue. Give up the temple? <laughs> the temple is the earthly dwelling place of God. See? I don't see it. You must look up if you want to see the temple. Herod's temple. God's temple. Built with the wealth of Israel. Built with Herod's blood-sucking taxes that he uses to build circuses and palaces and, and other ridiculous, useless buildings in order to impress the Roman pagans. Have you lost your mind? What? You aren't in the hills of Galilee, surrounded with sheep. Herod has informers, always walking through the market in the streets, listening to overhear treasonous conversations. Treason? To complain about taxes? And to call his buildings useless, and to speak ill of Herod. And he built the temple. Who cares who built it when God owns it now? Look, and pretend it isn't beautiful. It is beautiful. If your heart doesn't leap within you when you see it, you aren't a Jew. I am a Jew, Zacharias, and I have always loved the temple. <laughs> I even love one of the priests, but only because he's a gentle old codger who happens to be my cousin. <laughs> well, I'm glad you came to visit, Eli. I miss hearing good sense from country people. The endless squabblings here, Pharisees saying we must resist Rome, Sadducees saying we must embrace Rome... But I read in the prophecies, and I see that we have all been misled. No policy will save us. <laughs> Only the Messiah can do that. Doesn't Herod consider talk like that treason? Well, he can put me to death if he likes, but not for some silly faction. Rather because I look forward to the coming of the true king of the Jews. And so do I. You mean that after years of argument, we actually agree? Agree? <laughs> oh, we agree on this, I think. That Herod might as well be the devil for all the good he's doing, Judea. That Israel is poor and beaten down by Herod and the Romans alike. That the Sadducees and Pharisees think they have all the answers, but they don't even know the questions. <laughs> woe and despair. Despair and woe. Eli, why don't you go off into the desert and become an Essene? The Essenes are hiding from the Messiah. He will come as suddenly as the wind from the desert, and with all the power of God. And deliver us from our enemies. <laughs> and let the Romans see what happens to them then. <clears throat> Look at them. So proud, their breastplate shining, as if their spears and swords held all the power in the universe. God will bring them low. Perhaps you misunderstood the prophecies, Eli. Do you think so? The Messiah is not coming to Rome. He's coming to Israel. He will not destroy Rome. What is Rome? Another city. It will fall someday like all cities. The Messiah is coming to destroy the real enemy of Israel. And who is that? 
Herod? Oh, God can topple Herod in an instant if he wants. No, Eli. The Messiah will come to destroy the enemy that dwells in every heart. The enemy that has fought with Israel and vanquished us time after time for thousands of years. Sin. Is that all? All? When a man is pure and free of sin, Herod can do all he likes. But that man is free. Let him suffer pain. And the sinless man is still joyful. Where might I find this sinless man? Look inside yourself. Behind your pride, your anger, and your selfishness. A sinless man is hiding, pleading to be set free. Do you think so? And the Messiah will unlock your heart and let him out. Well, if he kills a few Romans on the way, I'll be content. Oh, if you don't know what the Messiah is supposed to do, Eli, how will you recognize him when he comes? I'll know him. Everyone will know him. Well, uh, Eli, I, I hope you're right. Have you seen enough of Jerusalem? Oh, enough. I've seen too much of this false Jerusalem, Herod's Jerusalem, this rich and wicked city. But I never see enough of the real Jerusalem, the heart of Israel. It's well hidden. Well, let's go home. It's five miles to my home, and I'm Kareem, and not the pleasantest road in Palestine. And I know that if we aren't home at sunset for the evening meal, Elizabeth will have words for us. Words? Kind ones. Kind ones. My wife is no shrew. But let's be on our way. Out into the heavy air of Judea. (laughs) (laughs) Try all you like, Eli. You'll never convince me that Galilee is in any way better than Judea. (laughs) Ah, there it is. Ein Karim, my village. A welcome sight after all this walking. Oh, a pleasant walk. I enjoyed it. Why do you live so far from the temple, Zacharias? I I thought most priests would want to live in Jerusalem itself. I have no need to live in Jerusalem. I'm of the course of Abia. I only need to serve in the temple twice a year. Why live in Jerusalem the rest of the time? You don't like Jerusalem any better than I do. God loves Jerusalem as a parent loves a wayward child. But I cannot afford to live there, Eli. It costs too much money. And I am a poor man. I know. I've heard the talk. You don't live in Jerusalem because it costs too much money. But the priests who do live in Jerusalem always manage to come up with a price. Tell me, Zacharias, is it true they accept bribes and charge fees? Uh, You won't trap me into condemning my brethren, Eli. Perhaps there are some priests who are corrupt. But I am not one of them. And I don't know any of them. You are too loyal. Your virtues do you little good. I heard two of your brethren talking about you in the temple today. Did you? Honest Zacharias, they called you. Faithful Zacharias. Incorruptible. Well, I'm... I'm proud my brethren think of me that way. But, Zacharias, they were laughing at you. And when Abraham takes me to his bosom, Eli, I shall weep for them. Mm, you smell what I smell. Mm, mm, mutton. Zacharias, this is extravagant to butcher a lamb for me. You shouldn't do such things for me, only for your most honored guests. Oh, you do more honor to my home than any rich or powerful men who might come here. 
Elizabeth, <laughs> even if you were an ugly old woman, I'd still hurry home to eat your cooking. Home at last. Come on in, both of you. What did you do? Walk to Babylon and back? Father! Mary, come to me, child. Oh. Have you been good? Have you caused Elizabeth a great deal of trouble? Imagine Mary causing trouble. No, she's been an angel. There, Mary, do you hear that? An angel. Yes, if you want to see that sinless soul you asked about, look at the daughter in your arms. Cousin Elizabeth let me make the bread, Father. Oh, then it's bound to be fine, isn't it? I did it exactly right. Oh, if your mother were alive, she'd be so proud of you. <laughs> what a fraud you are, Eli. You talk of war and killing Romans one moment. And there are tears in your eyes the next. Has there ever been a more perfect child than my Mary? Yes. Well, then show me that child. I don't believe it. Oh, you'll never see that child, Eli. The most perfect child in the world is the one that Elizabeth and I have dreamed of all these years. He's a tall, strong, fine son who rises into the priesthood like his father. For she is a beautiful and pious daughter who brings joy to her father's house and to her husband's house and to all who know her. I'm sorry. It is the grief of our life that we've had no child. Are you two men coming in, or shall I invite the neighbors to eat with me instead? An impatient wife is the curse of man. <laughs> and a slow husband is the curse of woman. Come along before it's cooked to porridge. You see, the Lord gives and the Lord withholds. You have a wife who is your true friend, but my wife was taken from me. And I have a daughter who is the envy of all. Well, God has never blessed you with a child. Which of us has the better blessing, Zacharias? Or the worse pain? Hmm. God is so painfully even-handed. Come along, Eli. Until the Messiah comes, we still have to eat. Mary, take the bowl to your father. Father? Thank you, child. And I made the bread. I'll eat every bit of it. Oh, Eli, you are a rich man. Well, you are a priest. You serve God every day. <laughs> Even there. I'm 60 years old, Eli. And yet I have never drawn the lot to offer the incense in the temple. I know it. I sometimes wonder if it's for sin that I haven't cleansed myself of. Nonsense. There's no better man than you in Israel. Elizabeth and I have lived the law all our lives, Eli. And yet she has not been granted the greatest jewel of a woman. And I have never been given the priest's moment of greatest honor. All by the will of God. Maybe God is waiting. Because when you do it, it will be very important. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> I hope it's true, Mary. There. That's all the food in this meager meal. Meager? I haven't seen food like this since... Well, I can't remember. Bow your head, Mary. Hear, Hear O Israel, Israel, the Lord, Lord our God, God. The, the Lord, Lord is, is one. one. Eli, 
Would you break the bread? I? In the house of a priest? Please. I will. Blessed, O Lord, our God, King of the universe, who bringeth forth bread from the earth. Here's your bread, Zacharias. And yours, Elizabeth. And yours, Mary. And I made the bread, and you broke it. <laughs> this is why we are Jews, Zacharias. Because we remember God when we eat, and when we sleep, at the rising and setting of the sun, and all the times in between. No, Eli. We are Jews because God chose us. Don't be so solemn. Eat. Why, that's the best mutton west of Jerusalem. Or east of it. Or in it. <laughs> oh, you have a gift for this, Elizabeth. A barren woman might as well be a good cook. <laughs> Zacharias, my dear friend. It's a cold morning. Peace be unto you. And unto you, peace. And it isn't yet dawn. But I saw that there were lights in Herod's palace. Herod has trouble sleeping these days. I should think so. Well, Abram, will I be rich today, do you think? It's how the lots fall, Zacharias. You know that. The hand of God guides all. Come, brethren, of the course of Abia. Let's take our lots for the morning inspection of the temple. Uh, come along, friend. I wonder, do you think Herod is praying? Oh, I have no doubt of it. But to what God, I wonder? Hmm. Herod, go to bed. Stop looking out the window. What are you watching? The torches. The priests are beginning their inspection of the temple. Mm, it's practically morning, then. Go to bed if you want, Salome. I'll stay up as long as you do, dear brother. I won't kill myself. It was just an idea for a moment. You have a habit of carrying out your ideas. I'm afraid to sleep, Salome. I dream. Such dreams. Ah, dreams. Nothing but indigestion. I notice you keep soothsayers around to interpret yours. Some indigestion can be profound. What did you dream? that I stood at the portals of hell and all my sons gathered round to push me in. Well, what do you expect? Your dear son, Archelaus, is a peacock and Antipater is a snake. Archelaus is a fool. And other potter would make a good king. You should listen to your sister, Herod. My dear sister. Sometimes I think you only enjoy seeing my family destroyed. I want to see you and your kingdom strong. I also refuse to go to bed when you threaten to kill yourself. I didn't mean it. Didn't you? Don't stand by the window, then. I'll stand where I like. Quiet! Don't 
the window like that. Do you want all Jerusalem to hear you? Hear me, Jerusalem! Hear me, you priests with your torches who parade through the temple! Pray for your king! Herod, come away from the window! Pray for your messiah, your king, your savior! Pray for me, Jerusalem! You're losing your mind, Herod! Come away from the window! Let go of me! Herod! Pray for Herod to live forever! Why should Herod live forever? He's a wicked man. And an idiot man. And we don't like him. Pray for Herod to live forever, because you won't like what happens after he's dead! God will protect Israel after Herod's death. Herod, get a hold of yourself. God, protect Israel. He was doing a poor enough job of it when I came along. You priests! You ungrateful priests! And you ungrateful people! Do you think I don't know what you say? That Herod taxes his people in order to make fine monuments and sponsor games and impress the Gentiles? You don't know that they're offense. Offense I've built around Israel. Herod, please, come sit down. They don't understand. Rome could crush Judea in a moment, in a single moment. And yet, there are Jews in every city in the empire, even in Rome, who stress about being arrogant and obnoxious and pious and constantly getting into trouble. Pharisees everywhere, demanding the letter of the law, condemning my monuments and my games. They just don't understand. When a Jew is dragged before the procurator of Antioch for having given some offense against the gods they worship there, the procurator will say... These Jews are miserable people. But I remember the fine monument King Herod built here. So some Jews are civilized at least. The Jews are obnoxious, but they have a civilized king. I'll let the Jews continue to have their freedom here. And when the visitors come from Rome, they aren't overwhelmed by the long-faced Pharisees and the nattering of rich men who still think Judea is the center of the world. They'll see baths and games, just like those at Rome. And they'll say, the Jews are civilized. The Jews are worthy of respect. Of course they will, Herod. I understand. Why doesn't God remember me, Salome? I built him a temple, didn't I? I united his people and protected them from Rome, didn't I? I am the savior of this people. And God rewards me with sickness and a disloyal family and stupid sons. And my wretched sister who sits here by my throne and whispers hatred in my ear. Am I wretched then? Don't the people of Israel know me? They look for their Messiah. Their deliverer. I am the Messiah. I have delivered them! I have built a temple! I keep them safe from Rome! They don't know when they're lucky, that's all! You priests! You priests of the temple! Pray for Herod! Pray for Herod to live forever! Please, someone will hear you! 
What blood will God require at my hands, Mariame? I am not Mariame. 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 I love you. I love you. I am your sister, Salome. You killed Mariame years ago. Mariame. I'll never do you any harm. I never meant you any harm. Behold, Herod, king of the Jews. Mariamme, my wife, where are you? Here they come for the morning worship. I thought, just before the trumpets, I I thought I heard a man cry out. There are a thousand sounds in Jerusalem. I thought all the anguish of hell was in his voice. I didn't hear it. Come, Zacharias. We must be ready. We drew the lots to prepare the altar of incense within the holy place. The lamb is fit for the offering. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God. The Lord is one. Come, we must cast lots again. O God, regard thy servant. Here, the lots has fallen upon Zacharias. <gasps> Zacharias. Oh. I praise the Lord. Today I am rich. Who will you have with you? My friend Abram and my cousin Ezekiel. Go to the holy place then. God smiles with favor upon you, Zacharias. Abram and Ezekiel have done their work, Zacharias. Here's the golden censer. You go before the Lord on behalf of all Israel. I know it. O Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the giver of the law, the children of Abraham plead with thee. Some of them ask for deliverance from Rome, some for deliverance from Herod, some ask for wealth, and some for a cure for illness, and some for long life, and some for children. Today my own prayer was answered, and I stand here before thy altar in thy holy place, and I face the veil that hides thee from us. Hear my prayer today, O Lord. Send the Messiah and free this people from their sins so that rich or poor, free or captive, they will have thy peace in their hearts. This is what they all pray for, though they do not know it. 
Zacharias. Are you an angel? Don't be afraid, Zacharias. Your prayer is heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son. What? And you shall name him John. A son? Your heart will thrill with joy, and many will be glad that he was born, for he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. He shall never touch wine or strong drink. From his very birth, he will be filled with the Holy Spirit, and he will bring back many Israelites to the Lord, their God. He will go before him as a forerunner, possessed by the spirit and power of Elijah, to reconcile father and child, to convert the rebellious to the ways of the righteous, to prepare a people that will be fit for the Lord. But... How can I be sure of this? I'm an old man. My wife is long past the age of childbearing. How, how is it possible? I am Gabriel. I come from the presence of God, and I have been sent by God to bring you this good news. But since that is not enough for you, then let this be a sign to make you sure. You will be struck dumb Unable to speak until the day your child is offered to the Lord, because you haven't believed me. What's delaying him? He should have finished long ago. Zacharias is old, and he waited a long time for this honor. Perhaps he died. What will we do? It's a bad omen. I wish it had... No, there he is. He's coming out. Look at him. Something's wrong. He looks... He's trembling. I wonder if he'll be able to lead the people in prayer. Look. He's raising his arms. But he says nothing. His lips are moving. But there's no sound. What happened there? What happened inside the temple? He's weeping. Look. Zacharias, can you speak? He's been struck dumb. See? He's shaking his head. Did the Lord give word to you in the temple? Did you... He's nodding. Hear, O Israel, this holy man has heard the word of the Lord today. Only twice in all these centuries, only twice before this has a priest been visited in the holy place. Come, we must get on with the sacrifice. Now you know, Zacharias. Now you know why the Lord withheld the lot from you for so many years. You waited a long time. But you have seen an angel in the temple of the Most High God. And when the sacrifice is over, you must write down what happened. Come, Abram. We must get on with the sacrifice. He saw the Lord. He saw an angel. What does it mean? Is the Messiah coming? The Lord has not forgotten Israel. Oh, no. Hallelujah. The Lord will never forget Israel. Sing away, little bird. Your voice and my heart sing the same song. You're all the melody, and I'm all the words. Zacharias! Zacharias, I'm up on the roof. Oh, and where are my words now, little bird? How will I tell him? Zacharias! Zacharias, why don't you greet me? Are you angry? Mistress Elizabeth? Your husband has brought me from the temple to speak for him. Do I need an intermediary to speak to my husband? He... 
he has been struck dumb. There was a visitation in the temple, and he... Oh, he... He wants to write it. I'm supposed to read it to you. He writes, I am rich. You are rich? The lot fell to you at last. He writes, An angel stood between the altar and the menorah. You saw an angel? Oh, what did he say? He writes, Our son will be named John. Our son? Our son? So you know. So you know the miracle that has happened. Oh, Zacharias, I didn't know how to tell you, but now I see that the Lord means the child to be more than just a... just our... Uh, he, he, he writes, the child is to be a Nazarite. A Nazarite? You know, like Samuel and Samson, consecrated to the Lord from birth. But I know what a Nazarite is, young man. But why? I mean, why must we give him... Well, he, he writes, he will prepare the way for the coming of the Messiah. The Messiah? The Messiah? Is that what you meant to write? What do you think his hand wrote it by itself? The Messiah! But Zacharias, why are you struck dumb when the news is so joyful? He writes, because I doubted. But Zacharias, you didn't tell all this to the other priests. Oh, husband, of course you doubted. After all these years, a son. No wonder the birds have come to our rooftop today to sing. Teach me the words to say, Zacharias, and I'll sing a song of thanksgiving to the Lord. Or should we only say amen to the bird's song? He smiles, which means he's happy. I can see that he smiles, and I don't need a scribe to translate that. Zacharias, I don't know which is the worst plague, your silence or his speech. He writes, uh, be patient. I, I think he means for you to be patient with me. I'll try, but don't make it too difficult for me. Now stay here on the roof for a while, friend, while I'm alone with my husband. I'm to have a son, and what we say to each other... Needs no words at all. So the Messiah is coming. And Zacharias' son is to lead him in. The Messiah. He'll be a great man. But I wonder, will I see him? Maybe from a distance. Sometime. Oh, Lord, let me see him sometime. Perhaps, perhaps let, let me speak to him. Perhaps you'll have time for me.